Snatter, just talking to teachers. Teacher Development Trust Section, learning from the team at TDT on best practice CPD with research. Nailer Snatter, just talking to teachers. Hello and welcome to Nailer's Natter in partnership with the Teacher Development Trust. My name's David Weston and I'm the Chief Executive of the Teacher Development Trust, the national charity for effective professional development in schools and colleges. In this TDT segment, I wanted to talk about how challenging it can be for senior leaders to get traction. That is, for all the efforts and plans that you're putting in place, are you really seeing things improve? Are you getting buy-in from staff? Are you seeing improvement in the areas that you want to see improvement? And how can you really stop putting all of these efforts in one place and seeing frustration and lack of impact on the other side? So this idea of traction is something that we explore through our CPD audit process. And when we go into schools, we often interview a range of staff, including some of the most junior staff and least experienced, all the way through to middle and senior leaders. And what emerges from that is that people really like to see how their professional learning, how their development, how their plans and efforts align to the big picture. This is also supported by the research. If you look at most systematic reviews of research around professional development, then a key thing that emerges is that for professional development to be effective, people need to see two key things, among others. Two key things around relevance. Number one, how does my professional learning fit into the big priorities for my team and my organisation? So, for example, if I'm going on a course around improving questioning in my classroom, or improving my use of uh, improving the way we do curriculum design, then I want to understand how does that relate to the impact I'm having on the whole community around me, how my school is improving and how my team, whether that's my phase team or my subject team, how that is moving forward as well. On the other side of things, I also need to see the relevance to my day-to-day practice and the pupils that I work with. So for example, if I'm doing my course on questioning, then it's not enough for me to get some general ideas on why questioning is useful and how to do it well. I need to translate that into what will it mean tomorrow in my lesson on mountains or my lesson on electric circuits or my lesson on Shakespeare. So I need to understand for different sorts of pupils, how will I take the big ideas I'm learning through professional development processes and meetings and discussions and translate that to my practice but also why am I doing this in the first place and how does it align to my collective efforts with my team and my wider organization to make things better. When you get this alignment you can significantly improve the traction. What senior leaders often find after we work with them on this sort of thing is that when people can see why they're engaging in that professional development and they can see the impact that it's having, then immediately everybody is more aligned. They tend to give more discretionary effort. They're kind of keener to work on this sort of stuff so that they're pushing hard to make the changes because everyone can see why it contributes and why it's making a difference. So this concept of traction is a really important one um, and it's something that we really like to help schools make a difference. So to summarise the key messages from research and what we see in schools, for professional development and improvement processes to have traction, everyone needs to be able to see the relevance to the big picture 
as well as to their day-to-day -day practice. So those are some key takeaways. If you want to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website, tdtrust.org. Phil, back to you in the studio for the interview with today's main guest. Miller's Netter, just talking to teachers. Teacher Development Trust section, learning from the team at TDT on best practice CPD with research. Miller's Netter, just talking to teachers. This week, I'm in conversation with Bucky Youssef. Um, Bucky has worked in education for over two decades and teaches science up to A-level. Bucky has taken a number of leadership roles within mainstream and special schools, and she's an ambassador for Leadership Matters. Bucky is a pioneer in edtech and shares her experiences through key partnerships. Bucky is also involved in a number of grassroots uh, educational movements, and this will be the focus of this part of the podcast. So Bucky will be talking about her involvement with hashtag Teacher Five a Day and the upcoming hashtag Teacher Five a Day Week. Uh, this is next week as you listen to the podcast. So Bucky is also an ambassador for Women Ed, uh, BAME Ed and SLT Chat. And we have a natter about her vital work in these areas. So over to my interview with Bucky Youssef. Okay, so hello Bucky and welcome to the podcast. Hi Phil. And we've got some added excitement tonight, haven't we, in, in both ends of this conversation. So it's mentioned off air that you've got a fireworks display next door and, and I've got what can only be described as explosions going on outside of here. So this could be an interesting listen, couldn't it, for the, uh, for the Nailers Natter fans? True, yes. I think, yeah, I'm just, uh, just hoping that the fireworks aren't too loud, but yeah, it's great. Well, let's make some fireworks with our questions. Oh, there you go. You see, seamless, seamless, seamless. Oh. I love it. <laughs> right, we're going to start with our usual uh, journey to this point question. So if you can just take us on a little tour of your career to this point. Yeah, so I've been, oh goodness, I've been teaching for over 20 years, been educate, involved in education for over 20 years. So, um, so even before I started becoming a uh, you know, teaching on a formal basis, I did voluntary teaching and that's where I got the bug. So, um, you know, usual thing of being a main scale t uh, science teacher in my case, then deputy head of department. And my journey took an unusual turn because I was, was able to become a consultant, a science consultant for one local authority, which is such an unusual, but such an ex enriching experience. Did that for a number of years and then decided to go back into school. So I had um, a combined consultancy and key stage five coordinator role then went on to leadership and I've been in leadership for about six years in three different aspects okay tell us a little bit more about those different aspects then what have you been looking at leadership -wise? all right my first leadership role um was when I actually led uh the um implementation of um digital devices. So we were looking at iPads initially just to see what impact we actually have on the teaching and learning within my school. And then we uh, grew that out to have devices for all the sixth form students so that they could work independently, both with on-site as well as off-site. Um, and that was one way we actually wanted to try and help close the digital gap because we knew that many of our students would not be able to afford devices, but it was, it was something that we recognised was important in terms of um, when they actually went into the wider world, because obviously you know, in the digital era. Uh, my next leadership role was when I was even in the science department, but it was also combined with a whole school aspect as well. And my present leadership role is where I am now, where I um, lead um, the science developments um, 
in my school, but I'm also in charge of teaching and learning across the school as well. Wow, wow. So lots and lots to talk about here and, and quite a few things in common as well. So always great to talk to fellow science teachers um, and always love to talk about implementation as well. So yeah. that, that's brilliant. But we'll stick to leadership just for now. So you mentioned that you've got quite a few leadership roles and you're an ambassador for Leadership Matters. So mm-hmm. how important is leadership in quite turbulent times, you know, in, in the country, but also in education? Oh, well, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it, obviously leadership is really important, but I think it's the different types of leadership. So we need to, what's, I think what's exciting, what was, well, what's equally, well, equally scary and exciting, the fact that, if we look globally, some of the leaders we see aren't necessarily modelling the best characteristics in terms of leadership characteristics. So obviously you need someone that you can trust to do the right thing um, for, you know, who are leading nations and things like that. I think from an educational perspective, what's been really heartwarming that in spite of the challenges, you know, particularly that those challenges that are brought about by um, a reduction in funds, you are seeing, you know, like school leaders, the heads of school, and executive head teachers, who are still trying to do the right things in ensuring they get the right outcomes for their students, in spite of all the challenges they actually find. And that, I think that's really encouraging. Um, so the integrity aspect is really key, because at the end of the day, you know, whether you like who you're led by or not, if you genuinely do believe that they are doing the right thing for the school community, you know, you, you will actually, you know, they'll, they'll definitely get buy-in and, you know, it will hopefully lead to better outcomes for the whole community. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in, in terms of your kind of wider work, um, you're doing quite a lot of stuff with Women Ed and BAME Ed, and you're doing a lot of work to try and develop a more diverse range of leaders. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So with, oh goodness, with Women Ed, I've been involved with you know, for very much from the very beginning. I think it, it came into existence when I was actually ready to take my leadership to the next level in terms of you know, developing confidence, developing my skill set, and also being involved in a community that understood my needs. And, um, you, know, you know, there were networking opportunities and things like that. So um, I initially undertook so like presentations, just sharing part of my leadership journey, uh, sharing about you know what was important to me as a leader things like that and I'm I've since gone on to be a coach so I think about four years ago uh, the DFE had uh, launched a program a coaching program where any woman who's actually looking to any education education was actually looking for the um, leadership development they for free could actually get access to coaches and I think that the idea was maybe up to a thousand coaches that could actually coach up to a thousand women for free. So I got involved with the pilot and I've been involved with it ever since really. So every year um, I normally have about maybe two or three female educators that I'm coaching. Through the BAME aspect as well, it's a similar type of thing. So I do presentations, but also coaching as well and support behind the scenes with some of the coaching um, strategies and programs that they need to be put in place. Um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much how I developed diverse um, uh, I suppose educators for their leadership. It's primarily, primarily through coaching, and that's mainly because of the fact that I'm a qualified coach. I've been um, a coach for about 10 years now, and beyond teaching, it's something that I genuinely do love and enjoy. Mm. 
absolutely. So in terms of the, the kind of focus of today's podcast, um, it's going to be we're going to try and talk about the hashtag teacher five a day. Yeah. So could you tell listeners a little bit about what the movement is about and what prompted you to engage and how long have you been personally involved in this? All right. So the Teacher Five a Day, uh, I suppose, movement or initiative is something that was created by Martin Ria, who is a deputy head teacher um, based in Hampshire, um, who, I think about five years ago, decided to have something that would help educators take some control of their well-being and stroke work-life balance. I know a lot of people don't like the term work-life balance, but at the time and since then, actually, you know, there were workload issues, you know, the number of um, hours educators were actually working were too high, you know, way too high to be sustainable. So he came up with the idea about Teach Five a Day, and there are five different aspects um, so that we could connect, um, exercise, learn, notice, and volunteer. Now, when um, Martin reached out to me, I always joke when I share this about the fact that I was actually too busy to be involved. Um, and I took, you know, I just said, yeah, very interesting, but not the right time for me. And it took me being really sick during the Christmas break to realise, actually, I need to change something. And that's when I decided to actually just look into it and just find out how it actually worked for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how did that work for you? So how did that make a difference to, to your kind of practice or, or your work-life balance, as you put it? I think what, what I love about social media, even though it's a bit strange, is the fact that even though it's in a virtual space, there are educators that you know you can actually reach out to, so there's a community, and I, and I love that. So it, it's someone you can actually check in with. But how it worked for me initially is um, it allowed me to like have a specific focus on exercising, and because you know, like you're doing it with a group of other educators online, it, it, you know, you can touch base and then just share your progress and, you know, like have people invite you to do different events again online. And it, and it does sound, I think in reality, it sounds a bit, bit strange, but it works. So I initially started with the exercise, looking at connecting, um, you know, volunteering, you know, helping people because I've been supported so much and I wanted to give back. Um, later on, I then decided to create um, Hash 21 Days July just as a fun way to end the academic year. Because you know what it's like by the time we reach the 1st of July, students are tired, staff are tired, you're just like literally hanging on until the summer break starts. And I just think, I just thought, what could we do that would implement, uh, that would actually allow people to know what Teach Five a Day is about, allow them to implement it, and also have fun? You know, I think that, that you know, that there's not there aren't so many opportunities as an educator, as a teacher, just have fun. So I created that, and yeah, have been doing it ever since, really. So yeah, great, great. Um, in terms of y- your website, so you've previously published. Um, your teacher five a day pledge. So, I mean, I love that. Can you tell listeners a little bit about your pledge and about your mood tracker as well? All right. Okay. So with the pledge, um, it basically is just a way of um, committing yourself and showing others who are interested in the the teacher five a day initiative of how you are going to commit to the different aspects in ways that which work best for you during the academic year. Um, so I, I love visuals and I love colour and things like that. So my pledge literally is an image and it's got the five different parts. So with the connect, what I decided to do is 
purposely carve out time and safeguard time to spend with my collective nearest and dearest. Now, my nearest and dearest, they are like my immediate family. They are very close family friends. They are people that I, you know, love and actually want to spend time with. But that time is some of the time that's squeezed out when, you know, the demands of work increase. Um, so the exercise part is the netball. And I'm, I'm laughing a little bit to myself because I'm not necessarily a brilliant netball player, but I do love the camaraderie of actually getting together with a team of ladies just, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. I since uh, have since um, badly sprained my ankle, so I've not been engaging with that for about four weeks. And it may be, you know, like several more weeks we could actually do that. Um, with the learn, I love poetry. So um, during the term time, this year, what I've done is Monday to Friday, I should share a poem, but I've also wanted to go back to actually writing my own poem. So I've got the supports of um, At Inner Space. He, James, is actually helping me create poems and actually make sure that I have um, spoken word pieces that are authentic to me. And it's great learning as well, actually. The mood tracker aspect um, allows me just on a daily basis just to visually chart how I'm feeling. Because I think when we look back, particularly, you know, like if we've had challenges at work, you might tend to think, God, every day is a really bad day. But the tracker allows me to see the positive aspects and just keep an overview with that. And Twitter is how I actually give back to the community and volunteer. Mm-hmm. And have you have a lot of people got in touch with you about that? Have you seen people using that uh, in, in their lives? What, the mood tracker or the pledge? Uh, the mood tracker. Um, I've seen various. I've seen a variety of ways in which it's been used, and I think I think it's a great way of just taking a moment, just to pause, and to really honestly think about how we're actually feeling. And it's it's a nice visual way of actually using it because you have different colours, the different things. So if it's been like a really great day, you might actually have like a great sorry a green box filled out. If you've been ill, yellow. So it's it's just a nice easy way. So when I've shared that, and I've seen other educators on Twitter use it as well, it's always been very well received. No, definitely, definitely. So in terms of the, I mean, I've been calling it a movement, but the initiative of Teacher Five a Day, and you mentioned how long it's been going for, and I'm trying to think how long I've been involved with, you know, just just retweeting some of Martin's things and, you know, doing some involvement with a little bit of exercise. I've I've also done a little bit of volunteering, but they're kind of linked, so I did the volunteering via the park run, that sort of thing. But that's really good. Yeah, well done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I even got my 25 T-shirts. I managed to get myself a nice uh, purple t-shirt but uh, unfortunately my children are a bit embarrassed when i turn up in a purple t-shirt which I, I don't i don't think it's fair because i think i look lovely in a purple t-shirt and why shouldn't i wear a purple, purple t-shirt is a great color as well so yeah it really is it really is but uh, yeah anyway so i've been involved in that but i've been asked to be um part of the steering group as of you and mm-hmm. you're looking particularly at as you mentioned you know hashtag notice so you've written uh, an excellent blog on this theme linking your focus to uh, the 2006 movie click with adam sandler so yeah. can you tell us a little bit more about the contents of that blog and how that came about um so obviously because i'm leading the slow chat this week and that's just as i suppose a, a gentle way to introduce educators to the National Teacher Five a Day Week, which is going to be during the first week of December in 2019. Um, I was just reflecting about, with notice, you know, in my life, as I said in the blog, you know, I, 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 I tend to phase out for a variety of reasons. And, I, you know, because I had workaholic tendencies, I was always fixated on thinking and worrying about work. But it meant that I wasn't actually spending quality time with my family. So 
when I rewatched the movie Click, I, I could see parallels between um, Adam Sandler's, Sandler's character and, my, and myself in terms of the fact that we weren't necessarily valuing the time with our family. And so I thought, let me just take have a different, let me have a different angle with my blog, and actually talk about the, you know, the the key um, the key messages from that film, which are really important and salient about make the most of your time, spend time with those that you love, and doing the things you know that will you know create great memories. Um, so that, yeah, that's why I decided to actually have that particular approach. And in the blog, you outlined a little bit more in terms of how that's impacted you personally. So do you want to just elaborate a little bit more on the sort of contents of the blog? Yeah, so um, if you look at my Twitter feed or even my Instagram, you'll see lots of photos of things that I noticed. And through um, Teacher Five a Day, and again, I, you know, I wanted to capture my blog, I am more present. So um, I'm getting, I, I'm much better now at, you know, even I've got lots of things at work, having ways of actually putting that to one side and actually spending quality time with family and friends and coaching helps enormously um, because sometimes with the complexity of the leadership roles, there are things that you need to actually talk through and consider. So I often use coaching as a way just to mentally park any issues and concerns I've actually got so that I can then, um, yeah, just, just actually yeah, spend, you know, spend time um, actually just, you know, taking what's being said around me and, and just creating those memories, as I said before. Can I just ask uh, on a side note then? So you mentioned about Instagram there. Is that something that you use on a personal level or is that a professional account? Is it something that you use via this Teacher um, Five a Day or just a little bit above? Teacher Five a Day, yes. It does link to Teacher Five a Day, but it's more, it's, it's personal any, um, anyway, but it, it's more informal. So you'll have, you know, things that I might, I love unicorns, I have to say. So <laughs> yeah. when I see unicorns around, I'm like, oh my goodness, I capture it because I've noticed it. And I give a little bit of a, you know, like jokey comments regarding that. So yeah, it's just a fun way of just showing different aspects of myself, but linking it to Teacher Five a Day when I can. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, obviously lots of listeners will be aware of Teacher Five a Day, but for those that aren't, um, we've been, there's been a lot of work going on to try and promote uh, the hashtag. So you've been hosting, for example, a Teacher Five a Day slow chat. Was that today? Sorry, could you re- repeat the question? Yeah, please? sorry, yeah. Um, so this week you've been hosting a Teacher Five a Day slow chat. Was that Has that been today? Yes, I have. Yes, so the slow chat for um, teacher, yeah, the teacher five days hashtag slow chat notice actually started yesterday, and it continues. It will continue from Monday to Friday of this week from seven o'clock onwards. Yeah, so I'll engage with you know like any tweets and things like that that are actually sent in response to the questions that I pose, and because it's a slow chat, you know, if it doesn't take place that same evening but take place the following day then it's all good it's just an opportunity for different educators just to chip in and join in the conversations when they can but it just tells a little bit more about how slow chat is different to because we see a lot of sort of hashtag chats so for example i hosted last week the uk ed res chat for example how is slow chat different to that and how is it paying attention to sort of teacher well-being yeah so we've we've an ordinary chat um, you have a specific time and date, which probably takes place about so like once a week or however often it actually runs, but you only, it only runs for a specific amount of time. So usually it's about 30 minutes, maybe sometimes an hour. And you, it's just like a 
flurry of tweets in response to some of the discussions that are taking place. Now, it's really engaging, but it, it's quite, uh, it can, you, you can feel a little bit frazzled by the end of it because you're trying to respond to different comments and things like that. The idea about a slow chat is the fact that, you know, a, a question is posted at a particular time, say, and anyone can engage with it at their convenience. So, you know, so it's it's just, and I suppose in a way, it's just trying to model with well-being. You just engage how and when you can, if you can. If people don't want to engage with it, equally, that's fine. But it just means that there's more time that's actually um, given to undertake the discussions. I mean, that's brilliant because, like I said, I've been involved with this for quite a long time. And these are questions I've never liked to ask in terms of how that was different to a normal one. So, like I said, I was hosting the UK AdRes chat last week and it was brilliant. But what it did show is how limited I am in terms of uh, typing because the number of responses I was getting and trying to keep up with them. And I thought, oh, blimey, don't say the wrong thing or type the wrong thing or retweet the wrong thing. And by the time I'd done it, I tried to get three questions into 30 minutes. And I did. I felt quite sort of as you put it frazzled after that so that's quite a nice idea that you can just respond as and when you can and what kind of responses have you had and what was the question what were you talking about on the slow chat oh my goodness so basically yesterday's question was looking at how can you you know what are the type of things that help you just be present in the moment and we've had lots of you know the most common response was actually linked to being in nature you know looking at things you know in nature and things like that Today's question was actually looking at how to, the strategies that um, educators use to avoid their minds becoming overloaded mentally when they've got a number of things that they've actually got to um, get done with regards to their work. Um, so again, we say, you know, like to-do lists, um, the Eisenhower matrix was actually mentioned. Some people actually use, said that they think about, you know, whether the, they need to get something done quickly. And if it, you know, if it takes less than a few minutes, they'll just do it then and there. If it takes more time, then actually they'll actually schedule time to implement it. And they were talking about the times of day when they're, you know, like most alert to actually implement whatever they've actually put aside time for. Someone had a lovely idea, you know, when you think about it, actually it's, it's yeah, I suppose common sense, but of actually having, like setting aside you know, like a specific amount of time to get things done because it means that they will avoid distractions and they are really focusing upon what they have to do. So we had a number of different ideas that were shared today. It's really good. Right. And so does it run for, like I said, a couple of days or is it a week or is it an indefinite amount of time to that? Yeah. So each of the different aspects of Teacher Five a Day, um, so there are five different aspects, each one will have a week. And that should take us up to um, the national, um, yeah, the week, the national week for Teacher Five a Day. So it's just basically a nice, slow, I suppose, leisurely way of introducing the five different aspects of teacher five a day and allowing people to engage with it and then having a launch that we hope more educators within schools um in real life actually um get involved with great stuff great stuff so um in terms of finding a little bit so you've mentioned quite a few different things that you're involved with uh, earlier in the podcast so if listeners want to engage a little bit more with you in terms of any of those things, where's the best place to direct them to? Where can they find out more? Are you going to be speaking at any events or anything like that that you'd like to sign posters to? Um, so if they look at the hashtag Teacher Five a Day or, uh, or look at the Twitter handle at Teacher Five a Day, you will see many of the initiatives that are actually taking place that are linked to you know, Teacher Five a Day. Um, with regards to the slow chats this week, um, you've, all, you've got different slow, um, on Twitter you've got different hashtags so it will be to start off with hashtag slow chat and it will be 
um, connect as what Martin Netsu did last week or notice for me this week. And you've got the other ones taking place. Most of the um, interactions with teacher five a day tend to take place um, on Twitter. I have to say, um, and that's the platform that I, t- I tend to use the most occasionally Instagram, but there's not so much um, teacher five a day activity on Instagram. Um, yeah. And that's about as much as I am aware and in terms of you personally, where can listeners find out more about the stuff that you're doing with leadership or your involvement with the other organisations that you talked about earlier? All right. So um, you've got my blog site. Um, how goodness. It's a WordPress one. So it's teaching, leading and coaching. But I'm not even sure what the actual um, what the website link for that will be. I tend to, if I write blogs and things that are linked to, say, like Women Ed, Fame Ed, et cetera, what I tend to do is um, tweet those particular links out or share those links on LinkedIn. With Leadership Matters, if you um, look up my name, Book Yusuf, you'll see some of the blogs um, that I've actually written about regarding, you know, my leadership journey and things I've actually learned in that regard. And LinkedIn will have a number of things in that regard as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Bucky, just to say a massive thank you for one, for contributing, two, for battling on through the fireworks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and three for everything that you're doing with the the teacher five a day movement and it, it's a really really important movement and I, I don't know whether you agree but particularly in this half term and possibly mm-hmm. the one after christmas when it's going yeah. a little bit darker yeah. and you mentioned before about you know you play netball weekly you know I, i'm not great at doing the exercise so my kind of approach to that is i cycle to work and then once i've cycled to work i have to get home so <laughs> I have to cycle as well. I don't yeah. I really have a conscious choice about going out for a run or anything. I have to, I have to get on my bike. And you really, at the end of a, a busy day, mm. do not feel like doing the exercise particularly, but the, you feel so much better afterwards. So all, all the work that you're doing to highlight that, it's really, really important. And if anybody hasn't seen it, then I suggest that they, they go to those places that you suggested. Well, so thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you again for the opportunity to share some of what I do. I love, you know, like um, things to do with teaching and learning, leadership and educators per se. That's why I'm just so prolific in terms of social media. But I just think that we do such a fantastic job and anything I can do support with that, I'm always involved with. Well, brilliant. And, and you know, if, if we can, we might get you back on to do some about teaching and learning, um, you know, possibly in the new year. All right. Well, thank you. I look forward to that. (laughs) Thanks again. Thank you. All right. You take care. Thank you. Miller's Netter, just talking to teachers. Podcast pedagogy. What is Phil reading this week? Podcast pedagogy, listening to teachers. Miller's Netter, just talking to teachers. So this week I have been reading Martin Rea's blog entitled How to Get Involved with Hashtag Teach Five a Day a Week, 2nd of the 12th, 19 to 6th of the 12th, 19. And next week as you are listening to this. So Martin starts by outlining the journey of his hashtag Teach Five a Day from launching at the SSAT conference in 2014. And this year's uh, hashtag Teach Five a Day a Week is slightly different from what has gone on previously. Martin and his steering group, uh, of which I am what could only be described as a sleeping part of, uh, are planning a -a five-a-day focus for leaders and teachers to develop a positive approach to well-being. And the team really hopes this event that will become a staple of school calendars. 
So the aim of the week is to celebrate the successes of the previous five years. And Martin is looking to bring all of the best elements of hashtag Teacher Five a Day from social media. And they've got channels obviously on Twitter, I think they've got Instagram and maybe even Facebook as well. And I'm going to bring that into as many staff rooms across the country as possible. So hashtag Teach Five a Day a Week is a virtual festival of well-being, providing a one-stop shop for busy teachers and leaders across the country to find resources that will have an impact on their well-being and that of their colleagues. There will also be an all-singing, all-dancing website to allow the well-being conversation to continue after next Friday, the 6th of December. And the week will be themed around the five aspects of hashtag Teach Five a Day. So if you're not familiar with those, they are um, hashtag Connect, hashtag Notice, hashtag Learn, Hashtag exercise and hashtag volunteer. And these will be running uh, on sequential days next week. So Monday connect, Tuesday notice, Wednesday learn, Thursday exercise and Friday volunteer. And Dr. Sue Roffey has started the conversations about how leaders and leadership teams can get involved in the week. And there are details in Martin's blog. There's also highly practical advice on taking responsibility for your self-care from the Teacher Five A Day archives. So in the run-up to next week, you will have seen a series of slow chats, and one of these was hosted by this week's guest, Bucky, who you've just heard, and the aim of this is to generate some ideas for leaders and teachers to take forward in their school. And as I often talk about uh, in the podcast, uh, context is everything, so the team are also passionate about well-being not seen as an additional activity uh, and additional work. So it's not a case of running a yoga class after school and that is your well-being done. It's part and parcel of everything that we're doing in the school. So Martin suggests holding a teach meet on Monday. So uh, why not do that in your school, uh, your context, and start your hashtag teacher five a day week uh, in the right spirit. So this week I'm reading Martin Rear's blog entitled How to Get Involved in Hashtag Five a Day Week. And you can get that from the hashtag Teacher Five a Day website and the Twitter Miller's Netter, just talking to teachers. Podcast pedagogy. What is Phil reading this week? Podcast pedagogy, listening to teachers. Miller's Netter, just talking to teachers. So into the shameless plug section, I have shameless plugs for the South Shore Academy's Teach Meet on the 16th of January at 4 till 6 p.m. at the Academy. So tickets for that are nearly sold out. So if you're in the locality and you're interested in seeing that, then come along and check it out on the Eventbrite website. We also have Brewhead Oswald Twistle, which is the 1st of February 2020. And again, ticket sales for that are almost there. So if anyone is interested in coming to see that, then again, Links will be on the show notes. And it's getting very close to 2020, so I'm going to look at a triple plug for three Research Ed events. I've got Research Ed Birmingham that I'm very fortunate to be speaking at. That's the 7th of March 2020. Of course, the mighty Research Ed Blackpool on the 21st of March 2020. And also, just this week, uh, in conversation with Jude Hunton on Twitter. So I'm going to be speaking at Research Ed Rugby, which is in May 2020. So... There's some great events to check out if you haven't done so already. And again, they'll put links to those on the website, which is nailersnatter.co.uk. Okay, so I'm still looking, and we had a couple of examples recently, but it still seems to be um, searching in vain for podcast pedagogy correspondence. So I'd love to hear more from the Nailers Natter listeners about your experience of using some of the guests' wisdom uh, in your own classrooms, because we're more than probably excessive jingles about talking to teachers. So if you are interested in doing that, there are 
email addresses and contact details on my website, which is nailersnatter.co.uk. So I'd love for people to get in touch with how they have used guests' advice from the podcast. I'm also looking to do more face-to-face events and looking at doing some live Nailers Natter conversations in 2020. So if you are interested in that, get in touch. So uh, all it makes me to say is get involved in hashtag teacher five a day next week. Post all of your involvement to that to that hashtag. And we will have, uh, I'm not quite sure who from the Nailers Natter uh, archives to come on next week's show, but watch this space as ever. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. See you next week. Nailers Natter, just talking to teachers. Talking to teachers about academic research and evidence-based practice with continuing professional development at PNA1977 on Twitter. Nailers Natter, just talking to teachers.